The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. The last time my friend Winky went in for a physical, the doctor asked him to hold his hands out in front of him. And Winky's hands were shaking like a leaf in a northeast gale. And the doctor said, My word, Winky, how much do you drink? And Winky said, Not much. I spill most of it. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, Watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
bodily, whom we do not hear very often on this show. Welcome, Cannonball Adley. Did you see the AARP article on grandchildren scams calls from abroad? Why? You don't get the AARP magazine? Anyway, what would you do if you got a phone call and a young person's voice, barely audible, said, Hi, I'm in jail in Mexico and I need help. If you have never thought about this, perhaps I can help. I've given this quite a bit of thought, and should I get such a call? I have I have already prepared five very clever questions that would immediately unmask a fraudulent caller, even with a very bad connection, which I always have. My first question would be, Did you know that I could never afford to have children?
resolved to the forecourt, going to the forecourt very rapidly with Bud Powell. My friend Winky went to business college where he flunked accounting and bookkeeping. But somehow or other he got through school and showed up at his 15th reunion in his own private jet. Because his old friends wanted to know how he made so much money. And he said, you know, I got this, I got this little factory where I make can openers that only cost me a dollar to make, but I sell them for ten dollars. And you can't fail when you got a business that brings you a steady nine percent profit. I hear music when I look at you. A beautiful theme of every dream I ever knew Down deep in my heart I hear it play I feel it start Then melt away I hear music when I touch your hand A beautiful melody from some enchanted land Down deep in my heart I hear it say, is this the day? I alone have heard this lovely strain. I alone have heard this glad refrain. Must it be forever inside of me? Why can't I let it go? Why can't I let you know? Why can't I let you know the song my heart would sing? That beautiful rhapsody of love and youth and spring. The music is sweet, the words are true, the song is you. Chet Baker, the song is you. My, my friend, oh, it's almost time to remind you. I might as well do that now. Thank you, thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. You know, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. Thank you. Thank you for listening. My friend Winky has two sons. One became a doctor and one became a lawyer. So you can believe that when Winky got hit by a car, it just about tore the family apart. Because his doctor's son wanted to cure him, but his son, who's a lawyer, wanted him to limp 
so he could sue for damages.
Ghana. Ghana here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. Have you noticed that Gmail has been diddled again? They keep changing things. A whole raft of my email addresses has been eaten by this change. I wrote this on my Facebook page, the fact that Gmail had eaten some of my email addresses. And a friend wrote, I don't think it was Gmail. Everything's probably still there and you just can't find it. Now I'm going to try to not get excited as I point out to you. If you can't find something, it might as well not be there. Now is this true or am I missing something here? If you can't find some matches to start a fire... Does it change the fact that you froze to death because you didn't know that one of your enemies had hidden your matches in one of your boots in the closet?
Duke Ellington. These, some of these songs are from 1932. Songs that everybody knows from 1932. I've told every little star the song is you. I don't stand a ghost of a chance. It don't mean a thing. Let's have another cup of coffee. The song is you, all of me. Isn't it romantic? Living with romantic. Living with romantic. Songs from 1932 and others here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. One evening when my friend Winky was reading the newspaper, he looked up and said to his wife, You know, here's a man up in Rangeley who was shot for a moose. And Winky's wife said, Any man who can be mistaken for a moose is better off dead.
Ruby Braff. Ruby Braff, Scott Hanel, Hamilton. Sounded like Dave McKenna in there making all the changes. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. You know, with any luck at all, you can hear me every week at this time right here on your favorite station playing old-fashioned music just for you. Did you hear about the frugal equestrian? (laughs) Why can't I say that? (laughs) What a silly thing. Did you hear about the frugal equestrian who didn't change a bit in 60 years? admit that my wife and I don't sit around the breakfast table drinking coffee and talking about equestrians <laughs> which is why which is why I'm going to try that again did you hear about the frugal equestrian 
who didn't change a bit in 60 years? And here's an email from David, who used to listen to me on what used to be called Maine Public Radio. And David writes, I left Maine about 20 years ago and was addicted to the humble farmer. A friend of mine shared something you posted yesterday, and I said, I know who Robert Scoglund is. Well, isn't that nice? What a nice thing to hear. I'm 81 years old, so I'm glad to hear people say, I know who Robert Scoglund is. Think about this. It won't be long before people will be saying, I know who Robert Scoglund was. Today, assault is in there, dog biscuit is three to one, safety pin has been scratched, <laughs> and at 20 to one, beetle bomb. Now the horses are approaching the starting gate, and uh, there they go! Hand going to the front. Cabbage is second on the rail. Beautiful Linda is third by a length. And a fetal bomb. Around the first turn, Stooge Hand is still in front. Cabbage is second by a head. Cabbage by a head! Beautiful Linda is third. And a fetal bomb. Into the back stretch. Dog Biscuit is now leading the pack. Lady Evelyn is second. Very close. Banana is coming up through the bunch. Banana coming up through the and Beetle Bomb. At the half, Stooge Hand still out in front. Apartment house is second with plenty of room. Assault is passing battery. Assault battery! Notary Sojak is fourth. And in last place by ten lengths, I believe it is. Yes, it is Beetle Bomb. Around the turn, heading for home. It's Stooge Hand and Dog Biscuit and Girdle in the stretch. Flying Sylvester is third. And Mother-in-law nagging in the rear. Oh, oh, oh. And now they come down to the wire. And it's number one. And now number two. And it's very close. It'll either be a photo finish or an oil painting. And now Lewis leads with a left. And Lewis is in there slugging. And it's a battle. And now they're tearing hair. There's hair all over the ring. There's hair all over the place. I don't know whose hair it is. It's mine. And there goes the winner. <laughs>
that's what we used to listen to when we were kids. Did you get, you probably can get that reference. Back when people used to listen to things on the radio instead of seeing it on TV, they would tell you what was happening. Lewis is in there with a the left, referring to Joe Lewis, pounding the stuff in out of some poor guy like Primo Carnera. Lewis is in there with a the left, and he's in there with a the right. A professor, a professor named Clay Shirky says, For the last hundred years, the big organizational question has been whether any given task was best taken on by the state, directing the effort in a planned, planned way, or by businesses competing in a market. Now, you and I know that this question could be easily answered by anyone who visits several countries, looks around, and discovers which countries boast the most people with health insurance, the fewest people in jail, and the fewest number of people who are getting food stamps. Can you understand why this should be a big organizational question when Clay Shirky or anyone else with a price of a plane ticket could go to Norway or Finland and see the answer with their own eyes?
Jimmy Jufri, of course, we're probably arranging that. The song is you. Is that a Jerome Kern tune? Nice bridge. When the bridge goes off, you can guess it's Jerome Kern. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station. You know, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And here is a story just for you about a man named Saul L. Zinsky. Saul Zinsky was a master organizer. In one of his puckish moods, Saul talked the president of a university into letting him anonymously take an examination being administered to candidates for a doctorate in community organization. Three of the questions on the test we're on the philosophy of and motivations of Saul Alinsky. This is what Saul says. Saul says, I answered two of these questions incorrectly. <laughs> and you've probably heard this one, too, along the same line. To prove how hard it is for new writers to break in, Jerry Kozinski used a pen name to submit his bestseller Steps to 13 literary agents and 14 publishers. All of them rejected it, including Random House, who had published it. Some girls look so naughty, some girls look so 
Ukulele Ike. Almost time to get out of here. If I'm lucky, the button I push will play Tell Follow. And I only mention that now in case, in case you want to know who it is. Did you see the picture of the giraffe and the sick zookeeper? The caption said, A terminally ill zoo worker got a goodbye kiss from a giraffe. And I submit to you that this is this is an example of how things can be misconstrued. If you have animals, worked around animals on the farm, you know that any animal sniffs or bites objects to see if it's good to eat or just to find out what it is. One day, years ago, when my wife Marcia's car broke down on the road, a dozen or so cows with long horns came over to the fence to see what was going on. Cows are very nosy people, as you know. What do you suppose would have happened if I had stuck my hand out to the cow? The caption, you know cows, you know what a cow would have done if I'd stuck my hand in the pasture. The caption on the photograph could have read, Sympathetic cow kisses hand of man with broken down car. In possibly the most heartwarming human cow Interaction photographs of stories ever. Oh, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. 